Before today's episode, I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and recognise their continued connection to the beautiful land and sea. I'd also like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, and I extend this acknowledgement to the traditional owners of the land my listeners are on. Welcome to Ritual the Podcast, your cottage in the woods, a sacred space for the witches, the healers, the magical folk to meet and speak of wisdom, witchery, and old world magic, where people come to learn, to hear stories, to share secrets, and to be free to be their true selves. Welcome to Ritual. Hello, and welcome to Ritual. I'm Amy Harvey, and I'm sitting next to an extremely handsome man, and his name is Paddy Harvey. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am very well, thank you. How are you? It's wonderful to be married. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Today is exciting. Sure is. It is because we are here to talk about something uh, that is currently happening all around us, but yes. more specifically on May 1st. More and, specifically on May 1st, that's correct. And that is... Sawin. Sawin. The next turn of the wheel is here. That went quick. I feel like we just had Mabin. It feels like two weeks ago. Mm. It was really fast, but anyway, here we are. So today we're going to dive into all things Sawin, what mm-hmm. it is, how you can celebrate, tell some stories, all have the some things. tea. Have some tea. Patty's got a nice big cup of tea. What have you got, Patty? I have rooibos or rooibos. Mm. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I do know how to drink it, and it's delicious. If you've never had it before, I highly recommend having it with honey and oat milk. We have a local honey and some oat milk. Mm-hmm. Delish. Um, local honey sounds a wee bit wanky, but it literally is. It is. Like it is. It's it literally. Is local honey. We got it at a farmer's market. We got it at a farmer's market the other day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so shall we dive in? Let's dive. Let's dive. So the wheel has turned. And we find ourselves at Sawin, the witch's new year. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why they call it the witch's new year is because long ago, uh, the Celts chose to celebrate um, their new year at this point because the sun was at the lowest point uh, as measured by the ancient standing stones in Britain and Ireland. So that is why they said it was their new year. And obviously over time it moved to the 1st of January, but it's not. Ah, right. Yes. Yes, of course. I was thinking about Stonehenge. I thought immediately of Outlander. So. So Amy's got this weird, um, I'm going to call it a fantasy. It's not just me. It's basically (laughs) every woman and man maybe (laughs) in the world. But she thinks that she's going to put her hands on some stones and she's going to disappear. And see Jamie Fraser. Jamie Fraser will be there. One can only hope. I'll and it's really hard <laughs> not to get offended by, um, by any of that. Well, but look, you know what? Again, fate, really great to be married. It's meant to be. Mm. Uh, what did you say? I said, if it's fate, then it's just meant to be. 
So you go marry that fictional character and I'll, <laughs> I'll stay here in reality. <laughs> um, so Sarwen translates to summer's end and it is one of the most popular and well-known Sabbaths because I feel like it is a time when magic and being a witch is like highly encouraged because it really is a time to kind of like deep dive mm. into your own magic and it's kind of a bit more spooky with all the little bumps in the night. It's kind of, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, witches and Halloween, you know, which Samhain was obviously be- morphed into mm-hmm. as a result of the Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't anatomy, that was Christianity. <laughs> uh, that um, it's a really, it's like, a, it's kind of like the time for witches, right? It's the time. Um, and it's also whenever all that sort of good work that um, witches do comes into good use as well. Like what? Well, the stuff that, you know, you're going to talk about <laughs> tonight. Are you it's, jumping ahead? It's, it's, yes. Buddy, it's almost like you've, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I had a little squizzy at your notes. <laughs> he's doing the thing where he pretends like he knows things because he's read it off my notes and he's like, well, did you I know? know and he swoops in before I say it. I've so been I to like... classes. I've learned the things. Anyway. At this point, sorry, my tea is very hot. We are close to winter. The harvest is finished and the days are shorter and often growing colder. Nature itself has changed and a lot of the beauty and life that we saw during spring and summer has started to fade. Mm. It was at this point as well that they used to slaughter all the animals in preparation for the winter, which is another reason why death is closely associated with Samhain. Oh, of course, because there's mm. mass murder. Literal death. And also, when you think about it, um, coming into winter, you know, you're going to need a store of food, right? <laughs> you're going to need um, furs and skins to keep you warm. Yeah. Or to, you know, bind your things and wrap things and things like that. And also on top of... <laughs> to bang things? Bind. <laughs> Like if you're like wrapping things up and preserving things, you know, fixing your yurt, things like that. <laughs> or making um, one. Uh, <laughs> or making a yurt. Or making a yurt. And, um, and also on top of that is that there would be a scarcity of food. So you wouldn't you necessarily be meat. able to keep. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> God. You wouldn't be able to um, necessarily look after and feed no, because it'd be a scarcity of, of food. Fittest. So you'd probably want to off a few. Well, you want to keep the good breeders and the strong ones. Yeah. And the weak ones probably wouldn't make it anyway because it was so cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at Sarwen, the old god has now come to the end of his life and the goddess mm. why is that funny no because i'm thinking about the story about the god and the goddess sorry but you go are you jumping ahead again <laughs> oh my god <laughs> how unprofessional my apologies anyway the old god is dying and you're laughing at him and the goddess who is in her crone phase now is mourning him 
the story behind that. Here we go. And this is something that um, I've been told <laughs> even by uh, our teacher who said, it's kind of confusing. So don't try to really, I don't really understand it myself. So it's hard to sort of talk about is that the, the goddess comes in, um, you know, mother maiden crone um, uh, phases. Yes. And the god uh, is her lover, her partner. Mm -hmm. She gets pregnant to the god. She then he dies. he dies. Then she gives birth to him. To him. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. And, and then it's her son, but then it becomes then her lover. Her lover, who she then has a uh, gets pregnant to. He dies. There she is- gives birth to him. There's also like, if you look at it in the cycle of how the Sabbaths go, at one point she's like a maiden and then she's like a crone or a mother or she's meant to be pregnant, but she's like, I don't know. It's it's one of those things we kind of just have to like roll with it. Just accept it. Just don't just, ask questions. Just accept it's it. It's better that you just and move on. go with it. No. <clears throat> Death is all around us as the veil between our world and the world beyond ours is at its thinnest. So this often means that communication with ancestors and people who have passed will be strong and often lost souls can be seen wandering the streets uh, either towards their new realm or in search of something that they may have lost. Uh, This is also a time when you're able to commune strongly with things like the Fae or mermaids or any other kind of elementals that you may be connected to. And also deity work is often recommended at this time because, I mean, obviously the energy is stronger, the veil is thinner, but also messages are going to come through a lot stronger and you'll also see a lot more like consistent synchronicities and things like that so it's about being open to every kind of message not just like a literal like someone whispering in your ear it could be you see the same bird every day that's not normally there like it's not like you go to the beach and you see a seagull every day and you go well a seagull lives at the beach so that's not that's just stupid Hmm. but if (laughs) like you were in a park that's not near the ocean and you saw a seagull like that's kind of what I'm saying it's like something that's a little bit out of the normal mm. um, but also something that comes through like it could be you look at the clock at the same time every day with the same numbers so maybe look into mm. them or the same song keeps playing on the radio or mm. you know it's just like kind of being more aware that there may be someone who's trying to reach out to you in the only way that they really know how to do it so you mm. need to be open to all, all different ways what was that Miley Cyrus song they kept playing oh God, for you? Yeah. And you, it was something about dying. And you were like, oh, I'm, I'm. Yeah. What was that? What song? was that? But every time you turn the radio it was on, always it was on. always on. I just remembered that. Yeah. Um, it's funny though. Uh, that's, you know, I did a, I did a course a couple of years ago and we, th- there was a discussion about signs and symbols and whatnot and sort of people just usually bringing it down to uh, it's a coincidence or ha, that's weird. That applies to me, but does it really? Um, and then the teacher said, well, what if you just had a day or a period of time where you just acknowledge them all as something and took them all on? You said, yes, it was. A yeah, and, and took it as this is a sign or this is a form of guidance or, or whatever it may be. And 
what 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 she was saying that it can do is that it opens you up more mm. because you're more accepting you then become more open therefore stronger signs and symbols then can contact you and they'll resonate with you more you have to work out what does and what doesn't if you just kind of poo poo everything you'll you're never really going to open up you'll just close yourself off even more and then yeah it's like the more they say that the more spiritually aware you are and open the more your light shines brighter so it's Mm. almost like you become like a beacon for people who have passed and they can see you amongst the sea of people and they go well that person knows how to hear me so Mm. I'm going to go to them almost like um in a sixth sense you know they will yeah they knew he could see them so they went to him so he could communicate unlike you and like me that happens didn't we and all kind of psychic medium people because um they're more aware and they're more open but as soon as you go nah that does that's nothing then it is it is nothing and that's why people who are really open like if you look at tyler henry good show um great show he's obviously got people rushing for him so he'd have to protect against getting overloaded and have sort of set boundaries yeah because if you're that open you've got people coming to you all the time going well, i can yeah. communicate through him or i can talk to him or whatever 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 and if my iron you wouldn't on be able to go out in public because imagine going into like a shopping center you'd be like holy shit there'd be people everywhere holy smokes mm. yeah so in the northern hemisphere mm-hmm. sarwen collides with halloween so at the moment, they're going into Beltane <clears throat> and we're in Sarwen. Um, so when we're in Beltane, they'll be going into Sarwen on October 31st. And so Halloween does actually come originate from the pagan Sabbath Sarwen. Um, obviously, now it's a little bit more commercialized, mm-hmm. um, but they have very similar traditions that go back way, 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 way back. For example... These days we see kids and adults fill the streets dressed in costumes and they walk from house to house and they go trick-or-treating. Um, but back in the day, <clears throat> the tradition was slightly different. So people would still dress in costume, mm-hmm. um, but this was to help them blend in with the lost souls that walked, that were said to wander the streets. So people felt that if they dressed up as you know ghouls or ghosts or whatever um then the lost souls would confuse them with themselves and the other lost souls because and then they wouldn't i guess harm them or bring them into wherever they were or whatever they were fearful of the lost souls would just be confused and they wouldn't know who they were Mm -hmm. but also they were very fearful of fairies. There was a lot of superstition about fairies, a lot of fear about them. And again, they thought if they dressed up, um, knowing that the fae would be out in full force during Samhain, mm. um, that they would also get confused and not like, like they were always, they said to steal the children. And so the children would be safe. <laughs> um, Taking a it's bit always, far. always for the kids. But yeah, so that's one of the reasons why they would dress up. Right. And they would also go door knocking, but not for the trick or treat reason that we do now that people children and I guess families would go door knocking um, and they would offer to bless a 
person who is deceased. Mm -hmm. And in return, the family would pay them in a soul cake or a cookie that had a cross on it. And basically the idea is that um, they felt like the more blessings a loved one had who had passed on, uh, the less likely they would come back as a lost soul. And also it would remove them if they felt like they were stuck in purgatory. So they like very, very superstitious back then. So they, yeah, the payment would be a soul cake. Um, And that's what trick-or-treating originally was. And now now it's all about those sweet, sweet chockies. It's chockies, it's sweeties. It's all things, it's all, all the delicious things. All the, all the things that make your kids throw up. Mm-hmm. Um, another tradition of Sawan is to pull pranks on people. Um, and this was like a big deal back in the day. They used to call Sawan mischief night and people like really took the piss of this. They, their <laughs> prank was to do things like set someone's fence on fire or like just like really um, destruct destructive things. Um, be, it'd be a great night to take vengeance on somebody and like just nick over to their house. Yeah. And uh, mischief knife. Mischief, happy, happy mischief knife. Well, often, mischief knife. <laughs> well, you probably have one of them as well. <laughs> well, they said also that because the Fae were around and they would often do mm. mischievous things, that people would just blame the Fae, but really they would kind of like you know again sorry your fence is on fire yeah it wasn't me it wasn't me happy mischief knife (laughs) (laughs) that was for those who aren't watching this that was a a stabbing motion (laughs) oh my god Um, ow (laughs) mischief um another thing that people would do and they still do to this day is something called a dumb supper it's also called feeding the dead and the idea is that um, families or you know friends would gather together and they would all cook a sawan feast um, and then they would eat it but they would do all of this in silence so the cooking and the eating in silence and the idea is um, that I guess by taking away that sense well, it's not really taking it away, but by taking away the noise. Snuffing it out for a while. You, you, all your senses become heightened and that if someone was to come in, you would be able to feel their presence and maybe hear them or I guess, yeah, just sense them even more. Um, so it's almost, I guess, like a little psychic mm. activity to figure out if you all pick up on something at the same time or if you get the same person or whatever, but yeah. And surely, you know, you would, you're in a house, everyone's kind of walking around. I mean, there'd still be noise, wouldn't there? There'd be clinking of plates. There'd be. Mm, It would all seem so much louder though. wouldn't it? Yeah. But then you might hear. Mm. And like breathing or maybe you would smell like their cologne or something that they had or Mm. i I would love to do to like partake in that i obviously not in our house because it would last about 23 seconds with our children make me feel boring it's like like, everyone has to be everyone has to be quiet yeah we're gonna have a dumb supper and then go you're dumb Mm. this is dumb i did a fart 
All of this is Noah, by the way. Yeah, you don't know him. <laughs> if if you if you do something that does not please him, he goes, oh, you're making me feel boring. Yeah. Or you make him feel rude. So why did you why did you rip up Poppy's picture? It was born. It was born. <laughs> <laughs> um and they did have a superstition as well with these dumb suppers that these dumb suppers. <laughs> I I didn't at first get the name, but now I get it. Dumb as in not speaking. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. Um where they had the soul cakes that I was talking about before. Um, Cause sometimes you would make these as an offering to give to whoever you like an ancestor who you wanted to call in. Um, and they said that if a mortal ate one, then they would be guilty of sacrilege and they would be condemned to an afterlife as a hungry ghost. So you were not allowed to eat those soul cakes. What if it was an accident? What does not matter? And you can't be blamed for having accidents. Well, you Imagine one of the kids picks it up and they go, that's it. You're a hungry You're ghost. You're hungry ghost. No! Life was tough back then. It really was, Amy. Mm. <laughs> it really, really was. Um, another tradition that they did was, <laughs> was uh, jack-o'-lanterns. Which... <laughs> <laughs> yeah which um i assume you know all yes, about because all about... they originated in ireland ireland uh translation that was ireland i do know <clears throat> um jack o lantern was originally from jack of the lantern and when the irish went over to america and there's a bit of a mass migration i do know that the the lantern was originally a turnip mm-hmm. and it was a carved turnip uh, if you actually look up a uh, turnip uh pump uh, turnip jack-o'-lanterns from way way back they'd be kind of freaky they're a bit creepy <laughs> um but um, did you see have you seen the pictures of people's costumes and like masks from like back yeah in the day? they were so so freaky the, i know and now it's like a nurse uniform know, or a schoolgirl like, uniform. But like back <laughs> or, in the day. Or like Buzz Lightyear. It was go, like that's, that's something your nightmares would show you. Pretty creepy. It's it like, like the old. Potato um, sacks and. The old. Um, if you've ever seen the film The Strangers. Kind yes. Of so, like, yeah. It's like that. Uh, have you seen the old photos of the Easter Bunny? And oh my God. <laughs> it's like this evil looking the rabbit. Easter Bunny's coming. The kids are going. <laughs> um, and that's, that was the threat. If you don't go to sleep, it the was Easter like, Bunny's coming. It was like Krampus, <laughs> but the Easter Bunny. <laughs> um. Uh, anyway, so um. Yes. Yeah, so when the Irish went over to America, there I don't think there was a steady supply of turnips over there, and so the they next the equivalent was pumpkin, pumpkin. and so they made much them easier to carve. Uh, bigger, yes, and and uh, and they would um, carve them out of that, and that became jack o' lanterns. That is what it's all about. And hmm. do you know where it all originated from? Or so they say. Uh do you know the story of Jack? Jack of the Lantern. Hmm? Do you know his story? No. 
why <laughs> i think i've i think i've explained it enough <laughs> jack of the lantern jack of the lantern america well, pumpkins gonna tell you. turnips i'm gonna tell you <laughs> okay so he was known as old jack or stingy jack mm-hmm. and so basically <clears throat> he was just meant to be this miserable mean old man kind of like very scrooge vibes and no one liked him and he didn't like anybody and so one day he was sitting in the pub having a drink with the devil as you do just a regular just wednesday just, night just chilling out right after the trivia football, watching <laughs> just having a drink with the devil and the devil said to him i will pay for your drinks but in return i want your soul and being the stingy jack that he was he was like sure that'd be great and then, so the devil turned himself into a coin, which was going to pay for the drinks. Mm-hmm. And before he could turn back, um, Jack put him in his pocket because he had a cross in there. And so the devil wasn't able to uh, come back. And so the devil said, if you, if you turn me back, I won't take your soul straight away. And so Jack agreed, the devil turned back and they both went their separate ways. And then a few years later, Jack runs into the devil by an apple tree. That's beautiful, beautiful scenery. Where he hangs it. And he said, hey, you, I am, I want your soul. And Jack says, yes, but before you take it, I really want an apple. Could you climb that tree and grab an apple for me. This guy's got some balls on him. Just saying. But the devil says, sure. Me... <laughs> of course I will. Yeah. I mean, I'm I not... got time. I have a 2.30, but I could probably. <laughs> I got a soul extraction <laughs> yeah. in 30 minutes. And so he climbs a tree. <clears throat> and as he's in it, Jack does a circle, draws a circle around the tree. Mm-hmm. And the devil is stuck and he can't get out. And so Jack says. I will let you free, but you are never to take my soul. And the he's devil. A, he's, a, he's a core negotiator mm, like I mean, brilliant. And the devil agrees and off they go in their own separate ways. And then a few years later, Jack dies. So he goes up <clears throat> to the pearly gates and they say to him, you have been a horrible person. You have been mean. You have been cruel. You have wasted the life that you were given and you are not welcome here in heaven. Oof. You need to go downstairs to hell. And Jack goes, oh, okay, it's probably going to be a little bit awkward because I think. A wee bit um, warm. And so he goes down to hell and the devil says, oh, I know you. Um, look, would love to have you. Um, however, we have no rooms. However, I did make a deal that I was never allowed to take your soul. So sorry, but you are now stuck in purgatory, la la land, no man's land. La la land. We're going to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. And um, so Jack, he turns around and he's like, I can't even. Like, I can't even see where I'm meant to go. It's so dark. And so the devil gives him an ember from the fire of hell. Goes, you can have this. And so coincidentally, Jack had a turnip on him. Good Irish man there. And so he carved. You always have to carry a turnip. Just a backup turnip. 
and just the just in case turnip. I just well, happened to be wearing my turnip pants at the time. And he <clears throat> carved a lantern and put the ember inside. And so they say that on Sarwan you can see Jack wandering the streets with his little turnip lantern. And that's wow. That's why we do lanterns. Wouldn't that be a um a really like haunting sight to see that. It's so yeah. spooky. Just a glow right in the distance. Yeah. Again. Closer. Um, so and for those watching, by the way, if I keep closing my eyes whenever you're talking, it's because I have a very uh, manic brain. And if I really want to concentrate, I will close my eyes to listen. Because oh, I really want to pay you. attention. So that's my concentration phase. And if I keep yawning, it's because I'm really sleepy. Sorry. <laughs> That's kind of a standard thing. <laughs> People closing their eyes when someone else is talking. Like, like, I just don't care. I thought we were sharing. Okay. Um, I'm afraid of the job. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Pardon you. Uh, so should we talk about how we can celebrate Sawan now? Mm -hmm. So let's start with some of our correspondences, and they are basically things that are connected with Sarwin that can help you get into the spirit. Yep. So we'll start off with the colors. These kind of go without saying, but they are orange, black, brown, indigo, and red. Very Halloween-y colors. And autumn colors and the colors of pumpkins yes. yes what food it's always about the food what food can we have so apples mm -hmm. is one of them and they say that you can do divination with apples i'm not sure if i've talked about this in the mabin one maybe but um they say that if you cut an apple in half you can see if you're going to be married within the year and mm -hmm. then also see the initials of Ooh, the person you're going to marry. We should do that. We should. Have some hope for the future. Yep. Second time's a charm. Um, 12 months to go. <laughs> <clears throat> so there's apples, there's baked potatoes, very patty. <laughs> Okay. You like baked potatoes. No one likes baked potatoes. Yeah, but Why you, do you think Spud Bar exists? You love potatoes the most in our family. That's such a racially charged <laughs> thing. Aren't you Irish? Don't you love potatoes? <laughs> oh, you guys love them. Oh, you guys love potatoes. Look, baked potatoes are delish. But you actually, anytime I say to Patty, what, what should we have for dinner? Like I'd say nine times out of ten, he goes, do you want baked potatoes? Yes, and we have them three times a year. Because of you and you're crushing my dreams. I don't want to hear You have a thing against mashed potato and I, I have like a problem with that. So I have, I enjoy them and I make very, very good mashed potatoes. The best, I so would say. So I guess what I was saying about And in the 12 years we've been together, I've had mashed potatoes You can twice. make, I've made them for you. I'm not going to make them while you sit and judge my food. I'm not judging. I just don't enjoy it. <laughs> It's not, it's not you making it. It's just I don't like mashed potatoes. Well, I don't want to make mashed potatoes. Anyway, this is a discussion we'll have to have. We'll have time. this offline. Thank you. <laughs> um, fruit cake, mm -hmm. nuts, 
pumpkin pie, which is delicious. We would get nuts at Halloween in Ireland when we'd go trick-or-treating. Oh, really? We would be given, we call them monkey nuts. So like nuts in the shells. So when we'd go to people's Why houses. Why monkey nuts? Because uh, monkeys ate them. The Irish monkeys? Fact check that for me. Someone, I don't know if that's really true. Are they elephants? I just want to say, nuts? I'll come on this podcast, right? And I won't prepare. I'll just kind of. do zero research. I'll just riff. You know, whatever comes out, comes out. It might be. Fact it might be just something I can remember. It'll always have an element of truth in it for me because that's what I believe. But monkey nuts, monkey nuts, <laughs> and we get copper coins, so like ones and two penny coins, and then sweeties mm. as well. Um, and um, yeah, like you'd go to the supermarket at Halloween and there'd be just bags and bags and bags of nuts because people would give them out at that time. That's healthy. Big um it, net. it would be a, a extreme COVID no-no these days. But they're in the shell. I guess. You break the shell. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You're good. Sorry, please continue. Um, yeah. What else? Corn, bread, ale, cider, herbal tea, and cakes for the dead. And something that I actually picked up on, which is probably like extremely obvious, but I only just like clicked with mm-hmm. this that all these foods are ones that have been harvested and stored away. So it's kind of like they're using what they have created throughout summer, winter, and it has been stored in the autumn. And now they're starting to use them, yeah. like all the dried things or the the long lasting like potatoes and whatnot. And cider. And cider. Because it would have been fermented by now. In Melbourne, yeah. Mm. Mm. potatoes aren't long lasting in the dark they are aren't they or is that pumpkins maybe i don't know we need i need to stop talking about potatoes all the time (laughs) (laughs) you're obsessed you're obsessed with potatoes i swear i swear he's obsessed i told you a sick obsession it's literally not ruining this marriage like once a month like where's my apple (laughs) i'm gonna cut that open i'm I'm gonna find find out who i actually belong to (laughs) um Mm. so some crystals that you can use are all the black ones so things like black tourmaline black obsidian Mm. they're good because of their protective qualities Spirit quartz, clear quartz. What's spirit quartz? Um, spirit. I actually saw spirit quartz like a few hours ago, and it's really pretty. Mm-hmm. It's like I've never used it, so I wouldn't be one hundred percent sure of the properties. But it's like this one was like a um, amethyst quartz, spirit quartz. So it was like like almost like a pinky purple and really spiky. Mm. really cool. cool i'll show you a, a picture um clear quartz which is good because it's good at helping you connect with your intuition but also um it's an amplifier so it's mm. good to work with every other crystal that i've just mentioned because it will just kind of like boost its magic mm. um bloodstone carnelian and smoky quartz Smoky quartz. Smoky quartz. I, and I like smoky quartz. It's yeah, it's nice. It's mm. very grounding. I like it. Mm. I just like looking at it. I think it's beautiful. It's like coffee stained clear quartz. Yes. Do you keep seeing movement over there? 
No, I thought I had a smoky quartz on the table. Oh, um, but do you? I think it might just be that shadow. Or the cat. She is the. She is the night. She's a black cat. She is the cat of the night. She is. Uh, so some herbs and incense that you can use as a few. So I'll kind of like storm through these. Uh, things like apple dittany, which is connected with Hecate. Mm-hmm. Uh, cinnamon, heather, oak leaves, pumpkin, sage, straw, mistletoe, evergreen, rosemary, mugwort, which is amazing at opening your third eye. Uh, allspice, frankincense, myrrh, wormwood, bay, sandalwood, patchouli, and peppermint. Peppermint. So there's a few then. There's a few. What one fun fact was it last Sarwin or the one before? We made a tea out of mugwort and wormwood. <laughs> it was literally the worst thing I've ever had. It was putrid. It was like we drank dirt, but like old but dirt. But bad dirt, like not good dirt. Not like the premium soil bag from Bunnings, like Not like cheap Jamie one. Oliver's garden dirt. Like no. that would taste. It was horrible. This was, it was like, you know, they just found a bunch of dead bodies in the dirt and then everyone went let's make tea out of that it wasn't good we took i think one sip and we're like no (laughs) i can't do it because the idea was that we were doing like divination and it's meant to induce like prophetic visions and open your third eye and all that and it all it did was induce me wanting to throw up Mm, it was pretty horrible was gross yeah yeah um, the animals associated with Sarwan are very obvious ones, but things like black cats, ravens, <coughs> owls, bats, and dogs. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, altar decorations include acorns, which I love. I, I think acorns are so cute. Yeah, they mm-hmm. have little hats. They're little hats. And you- Little fairy you can, drinking cups. You can take them off and put them on and draw a face on the acorn. Yes, yes. You can say, hello. <laughs> take his little hat off. And, and apples, off. black candles, brooms, carved pumpkins, which we've talked about, hmm. um, a cauldron, autumn leaves, photos of ancestors, which is a big one, hmm. um, <coughs> pomegranates and skulls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some of the things that we can do at Sarwin? You may be asking. I I am. What could they be? The big one is divination. One of my absolute yeah. favorite things to do. Divination is I actually saw a really good way of like spelling it out, saying that there was three different reasons why you would do it. Um, So the idea of divination is to gain knowledge of the future, to gain information about the past and its effect on the future, or to seek confirmation for something that you may be experiencing in the present. Mm. So basically you're using whatever form you choose to gain wisdom. And you can do this by connecting it in with an ancestor, a guide, Mm. a deity, whoever um and they almost like speak to you through your chosen form so forms of divination include things like um tarot cards 
oracle cards, mm. runes, um, tea leaf reading, also known as tassigraphy. For those kind of <clears throat> um, scrying, so you can do scrying in things like a crystal ball or a yeah. black mirror or a bowl of water. So with with the mirror mirror stuff, mm -hmm. black mirrors, can you can you see your own reflection or is it like is I, it a darkened mirror? I have never done that form of scrying before. I would actually really like to because I've heard it can be quite powerful. So I'm not 100% sure of how much. I mean, I think when you're doing it, you do it in a darker room as well. So it kind of, I, I don't know if anyone's ever done this, <clears throat> um, uh, but uh, I, I know, I, well, I've obviously seen, I've heard people doing it, but um, I've done it and it kind of weirds me out a bit is if you look into a mirror at yourself for an extended period of time, you just, you start to see things, things start to happen to mm. your face, your face twitches or moves. And it kind of, um, it makes me almost feel a bit uncomfortable where you have to kind of snap yourself out of it. Mm. Um, well, that's the idea of scrying is to get into that kind of yeah. space, headspace. Maybe it's something that I need to give another crack to, <clears> but I, I just know that um, it, yeah, it, I don't know. It just always made me feel a bit um, strange. It is a bit confronting because I think it's like in your personal space as well. Yeah. Like, people, like the next one is mirror gazing. And so that's like basically sitting almost in a room of mirrors and like focusing on them and people say that you start to see visions around you or like apparitions or but you're not looking at yourself and that they're no. kind of tilted or if it's one or many but mm. it's tilted away so i think so you it's don't like... see your own reflection but you're looking at the mirror yeah, yeah. so i think it can be a bit confronting because it's like in your personal space but and you're in a dark room as well mm. yeah um but i think it would be really cool uh, wax reading, also mm -hmm. known as caromancy, which I think would be cool on Sarwan as well, because if you burn the candle, you can see what messages come through mm -hmm. using that Sarwan energy. Um, palmistry, a pendulum, mm -hmm. which is fun. I like using a pendulum. Um, numerology and automatic writing, writing, sorry, which is really fun. I've experienced your automatic writing before. <clears throat> so what happened? Oh, you, oh, sorry. You explain what it is first. So automatic writing is basically you go into a meditation and often you should connect again with like, a guy. Like for example, I connect with Hecate when I do it. Mm. And so you go in either with like a question or asking for wisdom or just general advice or whatever. And you, so you have this meditation with that intention. And then you kind of like, when you feel the pull, you kind of slip out of it, but you're it kind of in between both states. So mm. you're like here, but not really here. Like you wouldn't like go straight on your phone. You would stay in that place. And so then you get a journal and you just start writing and you may think that you're just writing down, like you're making up the thoughts, um, but you just write down literally everything that comes into your head. And then often when you've come out of the meditation, you'll look at what you've written and you have no memory of it. Like it just isn't you. Like when I do mine, it's not even in my handwriting 
it's yes. like completely different. It's like written like how I, I don't even speak. Um, and I don't really remember writing any of it down. And so it's just doing stuff like that. And sometimes it takes a little bit of work because you do have to like have that trust. And mm. as soon as you start to doubt it, you come in and that connection's kind of broken. So it does take a while to, and a bit of practice, but often um, some really cool messages come through. I have a firsthand experience at seeing you after um, doing uh, automatic writing. And it is very bizarre to read because obviously I know what Amy's handwriting looks like and the handwriting's not the same. It's, it's just different. And also even just the pattern mm. of the writing. Um, you know how people sort of write in a certain um, pattern. Um, but some of the stuff's really beautiful and it's really like poetic. And I'm not saying that you're not poetic, but it's just, it just comes out in this different voice um, than, mm. than yours. And it, the first time I read it, I was so confused by it because Me it too. looked, it felt like somebody else had written it, which was, pretty cool but also a bit of a mind trip when you see yeah. the style of writing and you're like that is not how I write yeah um but it is pretty cool um so with the divination the one bit of advice I would give is to find um the the preferential way that whoever so what you probably won't see is that we just stopped for about five minutes because uh -huh. Patty had a violent leg <laughs> cramp attack. It was right in my hamstring. He disturbed Norman, who was sleeping peacefully behind on the floor, us. On and the I'm floor, so sorry. And he moved him, which is sacrilege. It was a very. <clears throat> I'm aggressive... actually more upset about Norman, to be honest. <sighs> uh -huh. That's again really hard to, to digest that. Um, it was a very intense <laughs> hamstring cramp, <laughs> and every time it went away, it came back again stronger than the last. And I had a wee bit of a freak out. And now yes, we're well, back yeah. and we're calm. <sighs> so. <clears throat> now the one bit of advice i would have for doing divination um is that it's about finding it's like especially if you're trying to connect with somebody is finding their preferred way of communication so what i mean by that is like before we went through the list of there's like tea leaf reading runes blah blah mm -hmm. blah, blah. Mm -hmm. so sometimes so I'll use myself as an example. I work closely with Hecate, Bridget and Aphrodite. And what I used to do is I would like do a reading and call them in and I would do tarot cards and I'd get these like really jumbled messages um, that made absolutely no sense or they really like kind of contradicted each other or I'd, it'd be nothing. Like it was like it was, wasn't even for me. And I kind of got the sense that it was like, no, if you want to talk to us, then you talk to us individually. <laughs> like you don't talk to us in a group. Like, yeah, you know, do you know who we are? But we don't <laughs> want to talk to you like that. So what I did is I gave them their own Oracle deck each. So <clears throat> for Hecate, it's like a, a Fiona Horn one. Um 
for Aphrodite. It's this beautiful mermaid one that Lucy Cavendish has done. And then the Bridget one is, I think it's called like Mists of Avalon. Um, Mm -hmm. And so now whenever I communicate with them, they have their own channel. And the more that you practice with that, the stronger the connection gets. So what I mean for you then is just say you wanted to connect with Freya well, then maybe runes would be more appropriate because that's got that Norse link. Mm-hmm. Um, but then maybe if it's like you're um, connecting with an ancestor and you know they really love drinking tea, like maybe they would be more, um, they'd come in like stronger doing tassiography. Yeah, right. So it's like sometimes you need to like play around with them and mm-hmm. see which one has got the strongest connection. But then mm-hmm. once you're tuned in, you can always go back to that. And then like every sale when you've got that, but then even in between, you have that channel of connection. Yeah, them, right. Which is kind of fun. That's yeah, that's really nice as well. Mm. My my grand, I really like tea. Maybe we'll do some tea. We should. Mm. That'd love be fun. Mm. Like, like really, really love tea. How could you not? Yeah, it's pretty delicious. Um, so another thing that you can do at Sawan is to light a candle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is always a really beautiful thing to do. Um, you can either have a candle at your table, almost like an invitation mm. to join. Um, but people would traditionally put the candle in the window mm-hmm. and it would be almost like a, um, a welcome to the either a can an ancestor or even just a lost soul who was looking for company mm. and the light would mean you're welcome yeah see and i've heard as well and again i'm just riffing here no mm-hmm. no but this is actually something i've been told that um there are people who put an unlit white candle at their door mm. as a way of saying stay away like you're not welcome you're yeah we don't want you here um interesting because like i know like at christmas in ireland a lot um people would put candles in their front window and that was uh i don't even know if that's any sort of um spiritual thing it was more just way back um they put people put a candle in their window uh, to say hey it's winter it's cold outside if you need a place knock the door and you know you'll come and have a hot meal whatever like and um but that's obviously for for Christmas. But um, so you're saying lit, lit candle in the window is welcome, and that that obviously why uh, this story you know rings a bell with me is that the unlit candle is we don't really want anyone yeah. here. We're not keen. We're not. Yeah, we're not interested. On a ghost today. Yeah, we just want to have dinner, in watch it, watch watch the Avengers, and just yeah, just chill. We just want to chill. It's been a it's been a rough <laughs> week. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in a ghosty mood. I just want a bit of peace. Have you put the white candle out there? Don't let it. I'm not in the mood. I'm having a hot bath. It's a windy night. Snuggles. That's right. Um, Another thing is having a sawan feast, which I'm all for because it means there's a whole bunch of delicious food. We do that. And uh, for your feast, it is suggested that you set a a place at the table for a family member who has passed or a friend 
um, so that they can join you for dinner. Mm -hmm. And also it could be just, again, for maybe a lost soul who's looking for a little bit of company and they know that they are welcome to join you for dinner. And that's where you would Mm. also put your soul cake as an offering or a candle. Um, I think it's kind of nice to do that. Yeah. Mm. If anyone heard recently the podcast, the ritual podcast with uh, Sarah, the witch apprentice, Mm -hmm. you would know that every Sunday, Sarah sets a place for George Michael, George Michael. Mm -hmm. And so she does it every week, not just on Samhain. Mm. And, you know, in the words of the great man, you gotta have faith. <laughs> you do. You gotta like have faith. And we 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 set a place. We put out some um, things from people that have passed mm-hmm. that we we don't mind if they come in mm-hmm. um, as well. And um, I, think I think it's, it's nice. I think it's nice. And if you've ever watched the film Coco, um, mm. the Pixar film, you know um, the the whole story of that was that you know you, you on the Day of the Dead the we always forget Dias de las Muertos. Yes. Um, Good one. Uh, is that you, you remembering the dead? You celebrate them. You celebrate them and you keep their spirit alive. Mm-hmm. And in Coco, oh. the guy was forgotten about. And then I know. And then they kind of drift it's off because nobody remembers movie. them. And it's such a, I think it's really important that we remember um, people who have passed away. Keep, yeah. Keep the spirit alive. And it, that's why, that's why it sounds a really beautiful time as well. I mean, obviously, you know, there's the ooh spooky side of it, but it is actually a really nice time mm. as well. It's a good time to sort of remember and reflect and, um, and celebrate. Them. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, and I kind of touched on it before, but it was about connecting with a deity because obviously, uh, the veil is thin, the energy is high. And if you are wanting to do um, spell work, then having someone like that would be a really good, I guess, ally to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you can really connect with anybody who you feel drawn to, but I would probably suggest somebody like Hecate. Um, she is the goddess of the witches and also goddess of the underworld. Um, she's keeper of the keys between this world and the next. So if you're wanting to, you know, connect with a lost soul, she'd probably be a good one to talk to. Mm-hmm. She can be a little bit tricky mm. when you're first connecting with her. She sends you in a little maze, but um I say mm, like I know what I'm talking about. I'm I'm going off Amy's stories. My stories. <laughs> but once you establish that connection, she's pretty cool. Don't be scared of her. She's um She's just powerful, but she's cool to work with. Um, another one along those, uh, that vein is the Morrigan. Again, another one who is known for her no-nonsense approach. Um, she has can kind of gets seen in like a dark energy, but I haven't worked with her, but one of my close friends is very much connected with her. And I know that once you kind of form a strong bond you get a lot from it um i mean you have to give a lot but she's a good one to work with um who else i think i think the idea is that <clears throat> because they say the goddess is in her crone phase connecting with a goddess who has the ability like a triple goddess who has the ability to be either in the maiden mother <clears throat> or crone 
and then and connecting in with the crone energy because that's often when you get a lot of wisdom and they have more knowledge of death and Mm. um, that's kind of like the vibe you're going for at that time. So I would try and find a crone-based goddess, but again, whoever you're called to. Um, And then the last thing for Samhain, and this one is probably going to be one of the most personal ones or personal things to do is shadow work. Shadow work is something that is suggested that you do at this time, I guess, going into winter as well. You go a bit more internal, Mm. but the idea of shadow work is embracing the parts of yourself that are not your ideal self. The things that, you know, like the things that trigger you, the things that make you uncomfortable, the parts of yourself that can be a bit darker. Mm. It's about kind of diving into them a bit more and understanding why they're there. Um, which can be very confronting, but, um, so I guess the thing is if there's something that, you know, triggers you a lot and they're the things where you'll go, I don't want to talk about it now. I'll deal with it later. Um, and it just is something that is a continuous thing that always seems to come up and you, you push it away, push it away. You don't want to deal with it. Shadow work is about, embracing it so rather than going away you almost take a step closer and figuring out like sitting in that feeling of frustration or anger or whatever it may be and figuring out what the trigger is and why it's there Mm. because once you figure out what it is it kind of loses its power and its grip over you and you're able to overcome it so a good analogy would be Um, you know, when you're a child and you are in bed and you see this shadow and to you, it's a monster who wants to eat you. And every night you're petrified of this shadow and you hide under your blanket and you're thinking of all the horrible things it's going to do to you. And so shadow work would be you taking off the blanket, standing up, knowing that it could be under the bed and it could grab you by the ankles. But then you walk forwards towards where the light switch is. Even if your legs are shaking and you're so uncomfortable and terrified and then turning on the light switch and then you see that the shadow is just a coat and that's all it was. And then it's not a monster anymore. And so every night from then on, you'll see that shadow and you go, it's just a coat and it has no power it's it's something that a lot of people don't want to do and it's it's because it's, it's hard to do it um but it, it is really important i i kind of think about it sometimes as in um if you look at uh, if you've a family member close friend partner whatever it is and you've had you know some some real bad shit go on real bad drama a lot of people love just love to sweep it under the rug and just go, let's just move on. And it's really important in that. And this is just, again, it's, it's kind of an analogy of it is it sort of say, no, no, let's acknowledge it. Let's go back and let's actually go through it step by step by step and acknowledge and what happened and learn from it and actually come out of it and say, right in future, what are we going to take from this situation? We're going mm-hmm. to take that, that, and that. It's like, um, you know, maybe you love, uh, 
you, you get so frustrated with yourself because every Saturday and Sunday, you just, I really want to do this for myself. I really want to do that for myself. I really want it for walks at six in the morning. And then you don't do it. Uh, and you don't do it. And then you get frustrated that you don't do Make it. Excuses. And you know that because Friday night after work, you love having a few glasses of wine and maybe it prevents you from getting up early. But you don't want to admit that to yourself because you go, no, it's, it's, it's just because I'm tired or whatever, whatever, whatever. It's actually facing up to it and going, maybe I shouldn't do that because I will feel that. And that's just such a minimal thing. You know, shadow work goes much deeper and deeper yeah. and deeper. It's toxic it's traits. Like, and, yeah, more toxic emotional yeah. things. Yeah. Or sometimes it could be stuff like that too. Just sur- surface stuff. It's like admitting stuff to yourself that you don't want to admit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, it could be something day to day or it could be uh, why why do I do that with people? Why do I mm. push people away? Why do I react in a certain way? Why does this make me so angry? Why does that yeah. person always like really make me feel shit about myself? And it, and it's funny because when you're confronted with the truth about yourself, you don't like, you tend to just go, ah, nah, that's what I mean. I don't want to talk about it now. But you turn it mm-hmm. towards yourself and you'll look at it and you stare it right in the eyes. And it's hard. And it's why people don't tend to either like doing it or people tend to not do it. Mm. They avoid it's it. It's very confronting and very uncomfortable. But yeah. again, it's taking the power away from that monster. Yeah. So in future, it's like, it might not even disappear. The monster might stay there, but you've seen all its cracks and, you know, it's all its problems and you can go, well, I can live with you. I know you're not going to harm me. I know I just have to like be around you. Yeah. I get you now. Yeah. Um, and things, things are always more confronting the first time you confront them. Hmm. Fear of the unknown. Yeah. And then after a while, you just kind of go, well, I've got to work out why I'm such a dick. <laughs> you know, and then it becomes why am I such a psycho? normal practice. We try to do that with whenever we have arguments. Not that we ever argue, of course. Oh, never. Perfect. Two Leos Perfect. would never argue. Perfect relationship. Um, but, you know, kind of going over reasons why things happened and why you do certain things. And it's, you know, it's important. It's hard, but it's important. Yeah. It's good. Good times, man. But yeah. So that's Samhain. That's Samhain. That's Samhain in a nutshell. There's so yeah. much to it. Like I could literally have gone on for hours and hours <laughs> because there's just so many traditions and origins and every culture does something, you know, same, same, but different. And mm. I had to just pick a pick a few mm-hmm. next year. Yeah. Well, you did a great job, Amy. And so did you. And I... Um, I'm really grateful that you uh, you bring me on here because I get to have a wee chat with you. I know, it's and fun. I get to learn a wee bit as well, mm-hmm. and I get to reinforce things that I've already known, and I get to have a wee chat as well, and, and some just tea. and a wee cup of tea. Well, yeah. So thank you for listening. I hope that you guys all have a really beautiful Samhain and do something magical, and I hope that maybe you learned something here today that has encouraged you to go and do something new or something that you've always wanted to do mm-hmm. and um and amy um where can people find you oh my god what a good question while we're here <clears throat> on the topic of that um you can find me on instagram and facebook under wick and sage wick and sage wick and sage yep. or you can if you want to watch this interview rather than listen you can jump over to youtube and you'll see us hello hello um 
you can watch us there. And that is under Rose Thorn Cottage, Thorn with an E. Yeah. And also Rose Thorn Cottage. If you want to support me and the show, you can jump over to Patreon. And um, we also have a whole bunch of like magical stuff going on there. We've got some extra podcast episodes and just fun stuff. So you can find me there. Yeah. Everywhere. And I, you can find me on. Patty's on Instagram. I'll <laughs> don't go link find me. Because he has the most random Instagram page. It, it might see like, I look at mine and I have like such a plan for it. Don't. And then I look at Patty's and I go, what? What are you doing? It doesn't make any sense. <sighs> don't, don't look at me on Instagram, all right? I'll link him below. I help me get to a thousand followers <laughs> no, i um it's very irregular and weird not weird it's not weird it's just there's no it is a bit weird there's no there's no pattern um it's because i just look at who patty is find, as a person. i find things amusing. thank you uh amusing or sad or beautiful and i put them up um and that's it but um, it'll be an eye-opening experience. It's not that bad, my gosh. It's really not that bad. It's not that bad. But I'm don't talking fo- it up so people follow you. No, okay? I don't. That's fine. I'm fine for that. Thank you. It's very, very lovely of you, Amy. And it was really, it was a pleasure to meet you again. And um, thanks again for having me. Thank you for being here. And we will see you. Uh, well, we won't. I will see you before. But I'll see you back at Yule. We'll see you back at Yule. You'll be back then. Get it? Just end it. <laughs> end, end the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Mwah.